So your town has fucking crazy homeless people. Oh, does it? Yeah. I'm not surprised, actually. I will elaborate. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> there was a man. I was at a red light, and uh-huh. I was just sitting there and in this fucking town as well. Stopping at a legal red light. <laughs> yeah. But fucking, they take, I don't know, 14 minutes for the lights oh, to change Oh, yeah. Here. It takes forever here. That's why everyone blows through them. Yeah. Well, I was waiting like a responsible person. Yes, because you I, care for your unborn child's life. <laughs> yeah. And I looked over, and there was a dude in like a trench coat. And then he had both of his arms up in the air, and it was like he was pointing something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, all right, what is it? Because I have my glasses on. I'm like, yeah. it's not a gun. Oh. <laughs> like, it's not a... But it was, like, heavy. It was, like, a big thing. And I was looking at it, and I was like, maybe it's, like, a stick. I couldn't machete? really tell. Maybe. I honestly, I think it might have been a machete. Oh, good. I'm glad that we did nothing about it. <laughs> oh, no. There were people at the gas station that he was yelling at. So I was like... They'll they'll do something. Well, I can't wait to read that later on the freaking next door app. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was yelling something, and I was like, I should roll down my window, but I was also jamming out, so I didn't. <laughs> oh, damn! I wonder what was happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, but we do have like some crazy ass homeless people running around here. Yeah. He was like pacing back and forth, and then a car was like, I'm just gonna drive out this way. Like you could go other ways around this guy, but he just went right by him. Well, and I was he's like, probably like, I want to know what he's saying. <laughs> I would have, I don't know, that's brave. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm going to go this way. Just don't make eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, my town's riddled with them as well. Yeah. <laughs> California's got to be like the best place to be homeless. Yeah, I think that they like get bust in here because of the fucking weather. Yeah, or at least like San a... Diego. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like never cold. But they start wildfires, them homeless. <laughs> them homeless folk? Yeah. They I do, think, I know. I think that was one of the more recent ones that they're like, uh, there's a little encampment, like a homeless encampment that's over by it, and they think it started there, and I'm like, oh, well, that's fucked up. Well, damn it. Clear yeah. your brush, man. Yeah, right? We all have to <laughs> live by society's rules. <laughs> okay, Erin, give me your goddamn, girl. So my goddamn is that I have rediscovered the fucking magic of Martinelli's sparkling cider. Oh, gross. <laughs> and I've been getting, like, fake white girl wasted on that for the past couple of nights. You're kidding me. <laughs> no, I drink it out of a fancy wine glass, and it makes me feel like I'm drinking. Oh, my God. First of all, those Can things Can you sound- say alcoholic? <laughs> yeah, right? You have a problem. I'm going to take away your sparkling cider. Those things come like three fucking champagne bottles for like $1.20. They're $2.99. Okay, see? And it's one champagne bottle. Oh, okay. So maybe this is just around like the holidays, you know, when they sell it. I also shop at like a bulk store all the time for like groceries. Oh, it's probably that. I went to Albertsons because I'm classy. Yeah, just a normal fucking grocery store. Yeah. Lee will be like, I want to go to the normal grocery store because I want to actually get groceries. And I'm like, but we need 27 fucking bags of pirate's booty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a thousand fucking paper towel rolls or Yeah, exactly. But yeah, at, every time we'll get it for like a holiday for like the kids or for when I was pregnant, I got it. Like, yay, I'll feel like I'm doing something. And I take a sip and I'm like, this shit is gross. Yeah, you got to get the grape and apple mix. Shit's tits. The, like you mix it or no. they mix it? No, they mix it. It's oh. like grape and apple sparkling cider. I've only ever had apple. I feel like grape uh, might mm-hmm. change it. it. Grape definitely changes it. And it changes the color to where you're like, is this wine? Really? It's not. Oh. <laughs> so are you going to be ready to get on the wine bandwagon with me when you uh, pop that kid out? No, probably not. <laughs> Suddenly all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I could fucking drink wine. I, I like wine. I don't. I never liked wine. I'm still going to go with beer. I never did either. I still like beer too. 
Yeah. But damn, you right. only have to drink like two glasses of wine and you're not insanely full and you feel pretty comfortable. <laughs> yeah, but I like the taste of beer and the feeling that it gives my nose. And the, Oh, I love it all too. No, I agree. beer poos in the morning. Yep. I, it just cleanses my body. Oh, listen, <laughs> I get it. I'm with you. But when I'm not looking to feel like shit in the morning, <laughs> which is weird because I'm pretty sure you get a worse hangover from wine, but I'm not drinking that much because I'm a fucking mom right now and my bestie's pregnant. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk. S- we'll talk later. Yeah. We'll see, try. We'll try. Maybe, maybe we just wine when we podcast. Maybe we just champagne when we podcast. I'm oh, for that. Oh, same thing. Yeah. I'll take champagne. Yeah. Yeah. That's just bubbly a wine. Headache in the morning. <laughs> Why am I so dehydrated? <laughs> I need water. Well, all right, Stacy, give me your goddamn. Okay, my goddamn is going to be out of date now since we're like pre-recording these, and I technically should have used it for last week's goddamn. Uh huh. And by pre-recording, I mean we're recording two, so that when I pop this kid out, we don't have to try and fucking record in the hospital. Well, that's what we're saying, except for it's really because I'm not going to be able to record next week because my sister-in-law is getting married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're probably going to blow through it before you pop your kid out. <laughs> Which is just a logistical nightmare. But anyway, so this one's pre-recorded a week in advance. But my goddamn is I was so stoked to buy king-size candy bars or full-size candy bars for my neighborhood so that I could tell all the little fucking kids, like, you tell your friends where you got this. And every Halloween, my kid numbers will just grow and grow and grow until I'm running a big haunted house and people stand in line to come get my candy bars. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be the talk of the town. Yeah. That was my whole plan. So I bought 60... Uh, do you still have some? <laughs> That's my goddamn is I bought 60 fucking full-size candy bars. You have and like we, 57? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, literally, we only had three groups of kids come by. And the last group of kids, I let them take three each. I was oh like, my God. you can pick whatever you want. And they were like, seriously? And I'm like, yes, please. Oh, my God. I have so much fucking candy. <laughs> and it's all like the best kind of candy. But I'm like, dude, I literally don't need eight Snicker bars. Ooh. <laughs> I don't need 57 fucking cups of peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, I'm going to get down on those Kit Kats. Yeah, Kit Kats. Girl, I got Twix. Ooh, Got M&M's. I got peanut M&M's. I got Hershey bars. I got almond Hershey bars. I got fucking dark chocolate Hershey bars. You need to be wearing a trench coat right now and showing me. (laughs) Yes, I got so much fucking candy, man. So that's my goddamn is that, well, shit, hopefully next year more kids will come. If not, I'm only buying the 30-pack, bitches. It's <laughs> a lot of fucking candy. Just wean it down every year yeah. until you get to an appropriate, like, I don't know, fucking, I bought three at 7-Eleven. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's great. So that's my goddamn. Oh, we had some pretty, like, happy goddams this week. We did. They weren't bad. Yeah. I actually had a couple more, but I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's keep it light. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on and on about my goddams. <laughs> Mostly child related. Oh, yeah. Revolving around vomit. Well, you know. And laundry. (laughs) So much laundry. So much. All right. So this week, do I go first? You do. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 62. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I said goddamn. I said goddamn. Okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Mine is a listener suggestion (gasps) suggested by Tiffany from Facebook. And she actually sent us a private message about this one. Ooh. And I don't know. I don't think she was trying to be like, hey, do this case. She was just like, how fucked up is this? And I was like, I'm going to do that case. (laughs) I'm going to look into this deep. (laughs) Yeah. So I went down a rabbit hole again as we do. Mm -hmm. And I am going to cover the case of Karen Swift. All right. So let's begin, class. 
in 2011. Everybody open your books to page 62. Popcorn Aaron. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, my hands are sweaty. <laughs> you're like, fuck, I didn't bring my book. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. And you're like, Shit. Uh, what page number was it again? Can I borrow your book? <laughs> Trying to read over the kid in front of your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... In 2011, 44-year-old Karen Swift was living with her husband, David Swift, and four of her children. Two of them were older. They were 18 and 21, and then she had two younger kids who were six and nine. Ooh. And they lived in Dyer County, Tennessee. Those are some big gaps. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, we're over here like, we're not having a third. Fucking listen, you might have a 10-year-old and pop out a third. Yeah, according to, crazy. to some people, they're going to do that. And yeah. That's fucking sketch. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> no, me either. So David and Karen, they had been having some trouble in their marriage. No articles really specified what those troubles were. But I did find one that said that a friend of Karen had gone on record saying that the relationship between Karen and David was really volatile and she wanted to leave him but she refused to leave without the kids so she was kind of like hanging around right makes sense another source that I'm going to reference a lot throughout this story is actually a blog from a private investigator Ooh, and it had a ton of like juicy speculation and it claims that it's all like actual evidence and real shit Yeah. But I don't know how to validate it other than it is really a private investigator. (laughs) So whenever some of the like more wild things come up and I reference the blog, I'll just give a quick little shout out so that you can know I didn't fucking make that shit up. (laughs) It came from this guy or gal. Exactly. So in this guy's blog, in this private investigator's blog, he says that Karen may have participated in like a quote swinger lifestyle. Ooh, just Karen? Well, yeah, he just said Karen, but... And I know I get into this later, but the private investigator is hired by the husband. Oh. So he might be a little biased. Okay. And not saying anything about David, but he does say that Karen might have taken, you know, part in a swinger lifestyle. And I did find a more recent article, I think like 2018 or 2009 or something, that confirmed that Karen and David had cheated on each other at some point in the marriage, both of them. Ooh. But I don't know if it was the swinger lifestyle that the PI is talking about or if it was just like... Eh, they both did fucked up things to each other. Yeah. Either way. Well, I think swinger lifestyles lead to, like, fuzzy boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, a little gray area. Yeah, and so then it's like, well, I thought it was fun. But it's like, well, it was fun, but not in our house. (laughs) Not on my couch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where I eat my chips. (laughs) Okay, so either way, the marriage really wasn't so great. And on October 10th, 2011, Karen finally filed for divorce from David. But she remained living in the home with their children, and she was working to find her own stable environment so that she could take the kids with her. Yeah. So they were just being amicable to each other, even though they were getting a divorce. Okay. On October 29th, Karen attended a Halloween party at Farms Country Club, and she was dressed as Catwoman. Fun fact. All right. According to this PI blog. Ooh. (laughs) And allegedly, she got into a heated argument with a fellow partygoer in the parking lot of the country club. Uh-huh. And this fellow partygoer was some married woman. All right. Hmm. She messing around with her husband? Maybe, perhaps, who knows, but they did get in an argument. Ultimately, around 1:30 a.m. on Sunday, October 30th, Karen had to leave the party cuz she had to go pick up her younger daughter who was staying the night at a friend's house, and her daughter started to feel sick. So Ooh. she's like, "Mom, come get me. I don't feel good." So Karen left the party. And went and picked up her daughter. 
Okay. And then at 1.30, Karen crawls in bed with her daughter, and they fall asleep together, and the husband confirms seeing them return at that time. But then at 6 o'clock in the morning, the daughter wakes up, and Karen's not in the bed. And they look all around the house, and Karen's not at the house, and her car's missing. Okay. So they go looking for her. Was she drinking at this party? I don't know. That's what I was wondering, but maybe not. And then David wasn't with her at the party? Well, I mean, they're divorcing. That's true. I wouldn't go with them. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Not going to hang out with them. She's like, I'm going to dress as Catwoman. Yeah, she's going and doing her own thing with her friends. My revenge bod. Exactly. And then the <laughs> kid is like, come home. And she's like, damn it, like ruin my night. But damn also, it. good thing I hadn't drank a whole bunch by one thirty. I guess. Yeah, no articles mentioned if she had drank or not. Okay. But if it were us, we would be smashed by one thirty a.m. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, I'll be right there in an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Do Ubers take car seats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they were six and nine. It didn't specify which daughter had to go home either. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Well, I don't think you need a car seat at six anyway. No. Yeah, that's exactly why I said that. Thanks for finishing that thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so everybody goes looking for Karen. And about a fourth of a mile from her home on Millsfield Highway, they find her white 2004 Nissan Murano. And it's on the side of the road with a flat tire. One article said the tire was slashed. Ooh, that's sketch. Mm-hmm. But either way, and another article said, like, all the tires were flat. I don't know. It was kind of confusing. That's either even way. more sketch. I know. Either way. At her, least her, one flat tire, they may have been slashed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which could make this story worse or whatever. Yeah. But Karen and her cell phone weren't in her car at all. And nothing looked out of place. It's just like she got a flat tire, got out, and walked away. Okay. But, like I said, it was only a fourth of a mile from her home. And she was an avid runner. I think she was actually, like, a fitness instructor or something for her job. Oh, so, so she, she could have just fucking jogged back home and it, been like, David, get the car in the morning. Exactly. Like, if she had a flat, it would have taken her minutes to get home. She could have jogged. Shit, if you have a flat and you walk, it would have taken minutes to get home. It's yeah. It's really not that detrimental of a distance. Yeah. It would be for me right now. Yeah. For you, <laughs> you might as well just fucking build a house there and stay. Yeah, that's my house now. Out of twigs. <laughs> or you could just, you know, sit in the car. But either <laughs> way. Use your cell phone to call someone. <laughs> So a missing persons report is filed, and immediately everyone suspects foul play because they're like, uh, all the things I just mentioned. She could have been home easily. Something must have happened, right? So they take her car in, and they run forensics on it, and they pull her phone records because they don't have the actual phone, but they can still pull the records so that they can see, like, what were her last movements. Yeah. They discover that at 5 a.m. that morning, the internet was used on her cell phone, and that was it. Nothing after 5 and they didn't really specify anything before then. But what she logged into or what she searched or whatever part of the internet was used was never disclosed in any of the articles. And neither was the ping location. So I'm guessing that that information was like important to the investigation or something like that. Because they don't say what she searched for or anything. It's just that her phone was used at 5 a.m. Yeah, but it also could have just been like not important. Like... Oh, she went on fucking Facebook and it was near where the car was, like, obviously. Yeah, maybe. But they don't say all that. And this is kind of a mystery. So it's kind of frustrating when you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what okay. happened? That makes sense. But did she Google, like, how to change a tire? <laughs> is that what she was Googling? Or was she just like, fucking, I want to see if I got tagged in any Catwoman pictures? <laughs> yeah. Or was she like, uh, how to tell if your tire is slashed? Yeah. And was she home at 5 a.m.? Because she wasn't home at 6 a.m. Like, how long had she been missing? Yeah. Okay, so her husband, he becomes an obvious suspect, right? Because they're like, uh, the fuck? She's missing 
You're going through a divorce. Yeah, you're going through divorce. What's going on here? But he cooperates with the police and answers all their questions and gives them a timeline of when he saw her and all this other stuff. Yeah. And quickly clears his name. So people start to speculate that there's a serial criminal in the area. Ooh. Because the case has a lot of similarities to other local missing women's cases, which I'd like to stop and point out that this is actually why Tiffany from Facebook sent this article to us. She was like, this happens all the time. Like, women go missing all the time. And there's, like, you know, rumor that it's a serial criminal or serial killer or serial rapist or serial whatever. Fucking sex trafficker. Yeah, like, hurting these women. And Where is this of- happening? This one's in Dyer County, Tennessee. Okay. I can't remember the other name of the county that she had listed, but they're all in like 80 mile radius of each other or something, you know? Okay. So a similar case that took place that people were thinking like maybe Karen's case was linked to this yeah, to cause it a serial fucking criminal or whatever you want to call it was seven months prior, Holly Bobo. Oh, I've heard of that one. You have? Yeah. So she's a 20 year old nursing student who vanished from her home about 80 miles from where Karen lived. And her brother had reported seeing a camouflage man drag his sister through the carport yeah. And into a wooded area behind their home. And they later found blood by the carport. And they found other items, like, all over the place. Like, her lunch bag and a cell phone and all this other shit. But at the time that Karen had gone missing, they still hadn't found Holly. Yeah. So it was still, like, an open case, right? Yeah. I looked into it, and I can't really remember all the details, but I know that they had found somebody. And it was, like, a friend of a friend or a brother or some shit like that. That they were suspecting had killed Holly. That's a loose end. I didn't Google it all the way. Yeah, I listened to a couple podcasts on her. And from what I remember, it was like possible drug relation type thing. Like she knew the people, but I don't think that she liked the people. Like I don't think that she was in any any way wanted to be associated with them. But no one likes their drug dealer. Well, I don't think she was getting drugs from them. Oh, like, okay. I think that they happened to be drug dealers and oh. they like took her or whatever and she was like, fucking no thank you. And like they tried to rape her or something oh, God. and she was like, fuck that shit, I'm out. And then they like did they terrible things to her. Yeah, they did bad things. Yeah. This is purely off of my memory. Yeah, from fucking for sure. forever ago. So yeah. Like I said, mine was off of memory, too. Like, I had read the Wikipedia article or something, and I'd seen – I Googled her name, and I seen that, like, a ton of podcasts had covered it. So I knew somebody out there would recognize it. Yeah, yeah. But I guess there was a lot of similarities at the time. So the general public was like, oh, my gosh, maybe these are related. Maybe the same person who did something to Holly also hurt Karen. Yeah. We should all be on the lookout. But people who were close to Karen's case, like her friends and family and the police – They thought that there was too many differences between the cases for them to actually be linked. So that was kind of like a dead end. Okay, yeah. It's just kind of fucking shitty that it happened around the same time. Yeah, and that, I guess it happens a lot. Yeah. That's super sad. So now, November 10th, 2011, police confirmed that they had found Karen's clothing not far from where the car was. And like I had said before, remember... They didn't really tell you anything about the internet search or whatever on her phone. Yeah. They were withholding a lot of information from the public. And so I'm not sure when they actually found it. Like, I'm sure they found it the same day they found her car, right? Yeah, you would search the fucking local area right yeah. there. <laughs> and find some fucking clothes. But they don't announce it till November 10th. And they're okay. like, hey, guess what? We found some of her clothes. They were close to her car. And we found a pair of jeans and a gray zip-up sweater. And it had her DNA on it, so we confirmed that it's hers. Oh. I know. I guess they used her mom's DNA profile to, like, confirm that it was Karen. Yeah. 
So obviously this isn't a good sign, right? Like she's missing and she doesn't have her clothes. No, like a jacket would be one thing, but pants. You're not going to like double up on pants. Exactly. That's your only pair. And like I think of a zip up hoodie and I'm like, oh, I would fucking sleep in that for sure if it were cold in Halloween time, you know, like October freezing at night. Yeah. Put on a big old sweater and go to sleep. As investigators continue to interview people, they come across Karen's neighbor and his name was John Hogshooter. Hogshooter? Hogshooter. I bet I know what his family did back in the day. Yeah. (laughs) Shooting hogs. So John was accused of poisoning two dogs. Oh. One of which was Karen's. What a fucking asshole. (laughs) Right? And he had an outstanding felony warrant for that, for doing the poisoning. That's outstanding. (laughs) So outstanding. (laughs) And he had never turned himself in. And so then the police start looking to him to question him about Karen's disappearance. And they see this outstanding warrant. And they're like, you're coming with us, buddy. And they arrest him for the warrants. And since they do that, they go ahead and they impound his car so that they can run forensics and shit on it also. And they get a warrant for his home. Okay. And they search it because they're like, hey, you poisoned Karen's dog. Maybe you have some fucking shit against her. Exactly. But after all of that, they don't find anything to connect him to Karen's case. Okay. So the search continues for both Karen and somebody who hurt her. So the police continue to get a ton of leads all the time. And they begin dredging a nearby lake for her body. Oh. And they don't find anything. By the way, this was like all over Nancy Grace and shit too. It was like a really hot topic for like a month. Yeah. And then, like, sizzled out, one of those kind of things. Yeah. Then, six weeks after Karen had gone missing, on December 10th, Karen's body was found. And she was nude with black panties, pulled down her thighs, and she was covered in vines Uh. just outside the Bledsoe Cemetery, which was three miles from where her car was. Okay. So one of the cemetery caretakers had found her because the vines that were used to cover her body... They were thinning because of the cold weather. Oh, my God. And so it revealed her body. Ugh. And they run an autopsy, and they have to use dental records to identify that it's Karen because the decomposition was so advanced. Yeah. And the autopsy reports that she had several fractured bones, and she had died from blunt force trauma to the head. Oh, shit. Side note, this is all from the PI's blog because the autopsy report was sealed shut when this had originally happened. What? And so all of the articles that you read as all the shit was going on, it was like the autopsy sealed, cause of death isn't being identified. The judge had like ordered a gag order on everybody, had told the husband like, if you say anything about the case, then it's all being thrown out the window. Like, oh shit. It was so weird. I don't understand why it was so sealed and like why they were keeping so much information. Yeah. Unless they really thought it was like a serial something also. And so they're like, these are super linked and we don't want to give away too much information or... How does the PI have the fucking authority to give this shit out? Well, I think it's because all these articles were from like a month ago or, you know, this year. like it just lifted or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yikes. But let me go on. So everyone continues to suspect that David, the husband, fucking did something, right? Yeah. So he hires this private investigator because he's not happy with how the case is being handled. And he wants to know, like, you know, figure out what the fuck happened to Karen. Yeah. And clear my name, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm sure isn't the only reason he hired him if he truly is innocent. He wants to know what happened and fucking solve the case, too. But still, I'm Also, if you're on fucking, like, thin ice with it all and you know you didn't do anything, you might be like, hey, man, but seriously, like, fucking look into this. Let me help. Yeah. (laughs) Let me help clear my name. Okay, so this private investigator, his name is Bill Warner, 
like I said, this is his blog that I'm getting everything from. I'll link it in our sources so that if anybody wants to like dig through his shit, you can. Awesome. Yeah. So David maintains that he's innocent and he claims that he wouldn't have been physically able to commit the crime to Karen because he had had knee surgery in April of that year and he had re-injured his knee on October 25th, which was just days before her death. And he was in an immobilizer brace and also on crutches. So it would have been impossible for him to move her body on his own. Especially three miles. You know, I was thinking, like, do you think they made her walk that far? Or they could have taken her in a car or something. But even so, if he's in, like, crutches and stuff, she and she's a jogger, she probably yeah. could have run away from him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. His PI blog also goes on to say that he suspects that Karen's body being placed outside of the cemetery is an indication of Southern religious symbolism. Because I guess it used to be that if you committed adultery of any kind, that you couldn't be buried within the cemetery grounds or the cemetery walls. So people would be buried just outside of the cemetery if they had been accused of being unfaithful. And she was outside of the? Yeah, she was just outside the cemetery. Ooh, okay. So like we were saying, living the possibly living the swinger lifestyle or, you know, there was confirmation that they had cheated on each other and then her being quote-unquote buried she was covered in leaves or whatever outside of the cemetery his pi is saying there's some symbolism there yeah it also could be that that was like a good place to dump a body and they're like well they're not gonna smell dead bodies like from a dog or something <laughs> if i put her over here like the cemetery itself is very well kept grounds <laughs> yeah but outside here you can hide a body So the P.I.'s whole thing he's getting at is saying that maybe somebody with really strong religious convictions close to the man that Karen had been having an affair with. Ooh, like maybe the wife? Yeah. Or a jealous brother? I don't know. Or someone, but yes, maybe the wife. Jealous brother would be really fucking weird. That would be really fucking weird. (laughs) But I was just trying to think of somebody close to a man who had super religious convictions and was like pissed that they had found this out and so they followed through with this fucking symbolic ritual i don't know yeah still weird but yeah i i get it (laughs) i've heard weirder (laughs) another thing the blog mentions is that on november 1st a few days after karen had gone missing the farms golf and country club they had a break-in and someone stole all of the surveillance footage and security equipment, which would have captured that argument in the party that happened on the 29th, the night that Karen went missing. Yeah. And they also stole a set of golf clubs. Well. (laughs) I mean, if they're there. Yeah. (laughs) They're expensive, but I get that that could be linked to the blunt force trauma. Exactly. So the theory is that maybe someone knew that the police would be asking to review the footage and that there was incriminating evidence on that, so they broke in and stole the shit, right? Yeah. Also, she had fractured bones and died from blunt force trauma, like you were just saying. So could that be why they stole the remaining golf set? Like maybe they stole the club. And they beat her with it. And then that was kind of evidence, right? Like this one club is missing. Yeah, you don't want to know that the nine iron is missing Exactly. So they stole the whole set. Okay. So they're like, no, 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 don't look here. I don't know what the murder weapon is. Or it could be like, we're actually here for the fucking video surveillance, but like, let's make it look like a robbery. So let's steal this one set of clubs. It could be that. (laughs) Could be that. I mean, you only need one set of clubs. (laughs) And 50,000 golf balls. <laughs> exactly. How the fuck are we going to get these out of here? <laughs> so investigators trying to solve her case have taken to the media several times, claiming that they have a lot of credible, well, that they have a few credible suspects and that they hope to bring them to trial soon. 
but it has been years and no trial has been brought on and nobody knows who the suspects are no and this is from like 2011 that this happened right well shit so the head investigator said speed wasn't important but that having all the evidence and the case just right and everything was the important part like making sure you got the right person was the important part you're not wrong but also this is a person who could be a danger to society that's exactly what i was thinking like, how do you know that you're confident that they're not going to do this to someone else? Yeah, how the fuck do you know that this isn't going to happen again? So that made me think, like, maybe the was... person they suspect is already in prison for something else. Oh, it could be that. So they know that they can't hurt anymore? I thought it was going to be like a, it's a very personal tie to Karen somehow. Could be that too. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. But still, that's pretty risky. Yeah, to like leave a person just fucking out. Yeah, to be like, well, I mean, it was her sister or something, you know. So she's not going to hurt anyone else. That'd be fucking, it's like risking your ass on the job or something. Yeah. Some of Karen's friends say that Dyersburg investigators aren't doing their job, as people like to do when cases don't get solved. They obviously go after the investigators. And several witnesses claim that they saw a man with a metal detector where her body was found, like around the time that she had gone missing. But investigators wouldn't take their statement? What? Yeah. So, like, people were like, hey, man, I saw some random dude rummaging around where she was killed at or where her body was found. Yeah. And he had a metal detector. And the investigators were like, uh, we don't have time to take your statement. Or they didn't think it was important. And for whatever reason, they didn't take it. And I'm over here like, he's probably looking for the fucking golf club that he beat her with. And was like, let me get rid of the murder weapon before they come looking over here. Or, like, jewelry or something. Like, he's looking for something that belonged to her. Yeah, maybe like some sort of metallic evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the golf club. But I feel like you'd just be like, hey, look, a golf club. <laughs> yeah, but what if it was like his fingerprints were all over it or something? Like it was a rage. It happened so fast. Yeah, but you wouldn't need a metal detector for it. And we're always saying he, but maybe it's a she. Well, they. Her, yeah, her body was covered in vines. So like maybe it was a very. Yeah, uh, but golf clubs are long. Yeah, but like a vegetative, ve- vegetative, oh. <laughs> you know, a lot of vegetation in the area. So maybe, like, the person beat her with it and then, like, flung it and, like, ran away. And then later they were like, dude, my fingerprints are all over that fucking thing. Maybe. And then they go looking for it, but there's so much, like, grass or vines or whatever and you can't find it. Yeah. All right. I mean, listen, we lost a set of keys in the snow in Big Bear in a freaking confined area in the driveway and it took us, like, 30 minutes to find. True. But, but keys it- are, like, fucking, I don't know. Keys are tiny. Golf clubs are big. <laughs> I just feel like it could be something that could be easily lost in a lot of shit. I have no fucking, like, there's no, I'm not going to tell you in the next sentence that the murder weapon was a golf club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything I'm totally guessing, yeah. Well, it could have been something smaller in metal, too. Yeah, and what if it was just a dude who likes to metal hunt and he just happened to be <laughs> Could have been that. Yeah. Karen's best friend has never been interviewed by the police, even though Karen mentioned some strange things to her before her death. So here's Ooh. another piece of evidence that maybe the investigators haven't done their full job. Yeah. Karen had told her that she had gotten herself into a mess and she didn't know how to get out of it. Uh-oh. But that it didn't have anything to do with her husband. And she said that she was having an affair with a married man and, quote, had local police in her back pocket. What? I don't know. Why would you need them for an affair? Those are legal. I mean, they're not legal, but they're not illegal. Well, here's, it gets weirder. She said some people gave her $10,000 to help her with the divorce. Okay. And when the friend was like, when Karen's friend was like, oh, well, that was really nice of someone to give you 10 grand. Karen replied, quote, nobody is nice here. Everybody comes with a price. 
So what the fuck? Like, that sounds pretty fishy and, like... Yeah. And are you, like, bargaining something or, like, not paying your debts? Yeah. And what if it's, like, a police officer? She had an affair with a police officer who is married. And then he gave her 10 grand to get the divorce because we're just going to be together, baby. And then, I don't know, somebody found, like, the wife found out and got her murdered. And now the police, the investigators themselves are like, oh, fuck, man. This is one of our own. Got to cover this shit up. Or what if he's still running the investigation? Ooh. Well, that's a deep, dark fucking hole. I don't know. The whole thing is super confusing. Yeah. And like I said, Tiffany had sent it to us, and she was like, this shit happens all the time. It's so frustrating. She was murdered, and then it just, like, falls out in the media. Like, everybody freaks out about it. They talked about it for, like, a month, and then it just, like, disappears. Nobody's ever been brought to trial. They keep saying that they have a suspect, but it's not going anywhere, and then people just kind of forget about her. That's so sad. But it's happened to multiple people. Oh, that is frustrating. Yeah. That's really sad. That's super sad. It's kind of like when we do our cases where the police dub something a suicide and you're like, are you fucking serious right now? Yeah. At least that didn't happen here. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like, she killed herself. Like, what the fuck? Of course, I don't know. Maybe, like, with the guy with the metal detector, the police, if they were trying to cover something up, would be like, what? Like, that guy? Yeah, but what if it was the police officer with a metal detector? Yeah, Mm. but you could blame it on, like, a transient. Yeah, that's true. With a metal detector? I don't think they're that expensive. (laughs) Seems like an awkward thing to travel with. <laughs> True. <laughs> Maybe it's like a collapsible metal detector. Ooh, there you go. It fits Perhaps. in a satchel. <laughs> okay, Aaron. So maybe you have a solved murder for us to give us some closure. I do, but you're going to hate me. Why? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Is it dogs? No. Is it kids? Yeah. Are you fulfilling somebody's wish to have murderous kids? No. Oh, uh, they get murdered. <laughs> If it helps, that's what I started looking for. And then you got into this one? Yeah, kids that murdered their parents or something. And then, you know, links go to other links. (laughs) And here we are talking about murdered children. And so now I'm going to tell you about the story of Sutomu Miyazaki. Oh, no. Okay, everyone, trigger warning. We're all going to fucking hate this. Let's buckle up. (laughs) Yep. Trigger warning. This guy's AKA is the little girl murderer. Oh. Yeah. First of all, it's not even creative. No, it gets a little bit better. He gets a better nickname later on. But oh, that good. was that was one of the things that the media was like, oh, there's a little girl murderer on oh, the loose. That's sad. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. So, Sutomu was born August 21st, 1962. He was born prematurely in Tokyo. Uh-huh. And he had a birth defect where his hand and wrist joints were fused together, so he couldn't bend his wrists upwards. Oh, okay. Which... Only upwards, but he could point him down? Yeah, yeah, he could point him down, but he couldn't point, point him up. up. Interesting. Yeah, which led to him being, like, bullied in school. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, and he kept to himself and was kind of made fun of, right? Like, really tough to do the Macarena. When you put your wrists up in the Macarena, I literally was just like, dun 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 like, try to do it. I don't know, you know how you just, like, put your hand and fling it down? Yeah, he can go down, it's fine. Yeah, I guess, you're right. Maybe Macarena's fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in high school, he was apparently a really good student, and he wanted to study English and become a teacher. Uh-huh. But suddenly, they didn't say why, but suddenly his grades dropped super low, and he didn't get accepted into university. Oh, God. Some sort of trauma. Probably. Yeah. So he went to a junior college, and he became a photo technician instead. Oh, interesting. He moved back in with his parents, who were, I guess, a pretty high status in their town. 
His dad owned a newspaper and they were like pretty influential people. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, you get to fucking tell people what you want them to hear. Oh, it's like having a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, basically. But I guess like going to junior college and not getting accepted into university and stuff kind of makes you like a black sheep. Yeah, to your fancy influential family. Exactly. (laughs) And he had to share a room with his older sister and he felt like he couldn't talk to his parents about his problems because they were just like basically emotionally cut off like go to fucking school, do all these things, like, become a fucking great person. Yeah, you are a disgrace. Exactly. Even his two younger sisters, like, quote-unquote, rejected him. Oh, God. And he felt like he was only really accepted or supported by his grandpa. Okay. And then in college, he apparently would bring his camera to girls' tennis matches and take crotch pictures. Oh, creepy. Of the girls. The fuck? Yeah, we're, we're escalating now. Yeah. Like, under the skirt pictures? Like, I think if they were like, oh, I'm going to leap over here. He Just would... zoom in on the crotch? I think so, yeah. Weird. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't want to get too far off, you know, on a tangent here. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, like, crotch pictures on a dude. You can see, like, an outline of something. Yeah, you can't see shit on a chick. Unless they got, like, a camel toe or something. I mean, I guess. Maybe since they're playing tennis, they're, like, sweaty, and he's like, oh, they're wet. Ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> I was thinking maybe, like, a lip would pop out. <laughs> Ew. Also, I feel like even in tennis, like, they have the little short shorts under your skirt. Yeah, you're right. Like, the little mini shorts. Yeah. Well, now that's interesting. <laughs> but that was what his jam was, right? Okay. And he also became obsessed with porn. Yeah. How but, old is he? Uh, he's in junior college. Who so. isn't obsessed with porn in junior in junior college? Yeah, he's got to be like 20 years. Yeah, 20-ish, 21, sure. 22. He's like, do you know this is a thing? Yeah, fucking check this shit out. Titties. But in Japan, they blur out the vagina. Yeah. Oh, that's why he was taking the pictures. Right? He's like, oh my God, there's only a little piece of cloth. Yeah. In the way. <laughs> so that obviously quickly became pretty boring to him. And he uh-huh. was like, mm, I'm going to need to escalate again, right? Okay. So he started looking into child porn. <gasps> what? Uh, hold up. That because... was a different leap. <laughs> That's a way different leap. There's a reason, and I did not know this, but because according to Japanese censorship, they only had to blur pubic hair, not the genitals. Stop. And so children, which I guess was legal, I don't know if at the up. time or like still or what, but... They don't have pubic hair. Yeah. The little kids' vaginas weren't blurred. How about you just shave an adult's? Fucking right. Like. What the fuck? How have you not figured that part that out? That is his loophole? That's a loophole. Yeah. Uh, and so that got him into like child porn. That literally makes me feel nauseous. That like people do that or did that. I feel like this is a very obvious path that yeah. could have been prevented. Yeah. Like. What's a, what's wrong with the hair of the pubic region? I don't know. That's the way, it's already censored because there's hair over it. Right? <laughs> That's so weird. Can't see shit anyway. <laughs> Sweet 70s bush going on. Well, that's what happened. And oh, it's pretty gross. fucked up. Yeah, it's really but fucked up. Then his grandfather died. Oh. Yeah. And you'll remember his grandpa was the only one who, like, supported him, accepted yeah. him, all that. Yeah. And so he started to become severely depressed and he considered suicide oh and in a kind of fucked up way to quote retain something from his grandfather he ate part of his grandpa's ashes no yep oh my god yeah that's weird a little bit inside of me yeah 
And then one day his sister was taking a shower and she caught Sutomu watching her. No. And so she freaked out and yeah. was like, get the fuck out of here, right? Oh, that's so gross. And he attacked her. How? I don't know. Probably like the way that a brother and sister fight. Yeah. Was she clothed? I don't know. Uh, it might have been like after the shower, she went and berated him like, you sick piece of shit. And yeah. then he was like, fuck you, right? Ugh. I don't know. But the sister obviously told their mom about the incident. And the mom was like, yo, what the fuck, man, right? Mm-hmm. You got to spend more time working and less time with your little video projects because he was a photo technician. So he's like fucking videoing everything and taking pictures of tennis crotches. Did he video his sister? It did not specify. But I would not not be surprised. Well, I feel like that's even worse than just watching. Like both are very, very, very bad. But yeah, but one is like, I'm going to watch it. Again. And also again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So naturally when his mom like freaked out and yelled at him about all of this, he attacked her as well. Oh, good. And so at that point, he moved out of his parents' house or was kicked out. I'm not positive which. Uh Uh-huh. But either way, he got an apartment. Yeah. And then as if things weren't escalating already, Mm -hmm. they're going to escalate some more. Okay. And on August 22nd, 1988, just one day after Sutomu's 26th birthday, a four-year-old little girl named Mary (gasps) Kano went missing while she was playing at a friend's house. Oh, my God. Four? Four. Isn't that awful? That's fucking terrible. Sutomu had lured her into his car and taken her. He took her to a wooded area and parked his car under a bridge no. and then sat in the car with the little girl oh for a half an hour oh my God. before strangling her. Uh. During that half an hour, it's thought that he was taking pictures of her. Oh, so creepy. So fucking creepy. Oh my God. I'm literally like seconds away from plugging my ear in case you say something I really don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this story will get to that point. Oh, God. Unfortunately. I I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so he has Mary Kano's body in his car. He just strangled her, right? Oh, he kept her in the car? I thought that was like the end of that story. Oh, no. It was just my next bullet on it. Oh, dear God. He strangled her in there, and then then he sexually assaulted her corpse (gasps) and left her nude body in the hills by his house. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. This is a fucking weird one. Oh, gross. Well, I mean, I don't want this to sound terrible, but I hope that the little girl wasn't alive for any of the sexual assault, at least. I don't think that she was, other than possibly pictures. Yeah, which is awful in itself, but... But even those, I think, escalated, so I think that he took pictures of her with her clothing on. Okay. Which means that later... They're going to be off. Yeah. So Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. So her family was obviously looking for their little girl, and they're in a panic, And so Sutomu would call their house repeatedly and not say anything. Why? He would just breathe heavily. Ew. And if they didn't answer, he would sit on the line and let the phone ring for up to 20 minutes. Like, they wouldn't answer because they were like, I don't want to listen to this guy breathing. Yeah. My God, he's like tormenting them. Yes. This is absolutely like torture. Oh, gross. So then, after letting her body decompose for five months... Stop it. He left her body alone, and no one ever saw anything of it ever again. Close. (laughs) He went back to her body, and he cut off her hands and her feet, and he brought them back home to keep in his closet. Why? He also took the rest of her body and burned it in his furnace... And then he ground the remains into powder and sent them to her family. Stop. He sent her remains in a box along with some of her teeth, <gasps> pictures of her clothes, and a postcard that said, 
Marry, cremated, bones, investigate, prove. Oh, so he wants to like go on a goose chase. Yeah, like he's trying to make a fucking, I don't know. Puzzle out of it. Yeah. Oh, I hate him. As if I didn't already, but still. Yeah, I know. I know. What a sick fuck. I, obviously, the worst part of this is the children being murdered. But like, could you imagine your child being murdered and then you're being tortured by the fucking person who did it? Like, that's absolutely awful. What kind of sick fuck does that? I hope he dies in the end. (laughs) Well, I won't tell you. (laughs) Give you something to look forward to. (laughs) So the police were able to determine that the remains in the box did in fact belong to Mary. Hmm. And they announced their discovery on TV. Okay. So he's all excited. Yep. He saw this announcement and somewhere in his fucked up brain, he thought it would be a good idea to send a kind of confession letter to her parents. Why? An excerpt from the letter read... This is a dramatic reading. (laughs) I'm ready. Before I knew it, the child's corpse had gone rigid. I wanted to cross her hands over her breast, but they wouldn't budge. Oh my god. Pretty soon, the body gets red spots all over it. Big red spots, like the flag. After a while... The Japanese flag. Yeah, I know. But why? Why would you reference that? Because he's a fucking weirdo. After a while, the body is covered with stretch marks. It was so rigid before, but now it feels like it's full of water. And it smells how it smells... Like nothing you've ever smelled in this whole wide world. I don't feel good. What the fuck? Ugh. I don't feel good. Why would he write that? To her parents. Why? That's so gross. That's so fucked up. Like, why? Why? There's no reason for that. These poor people. Yeah. Like, now they're just, like, they have a picture of what she looked like now. Yeah. What a dick. Hopefully they didn't read it, at least not at the time or anything that it oh. happened. Like, hopefully investigators got hopefully, it. Hopefully, my God. Because I wouldn't want to know any of that. Hell no. Obviously. <laughs> On October 3rd, 1988, which was a little bit over a month later, Sutomi was driving on a rural road, and he saw seven-year-old Masami Yoshizawa mm-hmm. walking. He offered her a ride, and she accepted And so he took her to the same place he had taken Mary. Oh, no. And he strangled her as well. Oh, God. With pretty much the same MO, he had sex with her dead body, and then he took her clothes with him when he dumped her body around the same place he had originally dumped Mary. Okay, so he kept her clothes? Yes. He called her parents repeatedly, just like Mary's parents, and didn't say anything. Okay. And then on December 12th, 1988, a four-year-old girl named Erica Namba was on her way home from a friend's house when Sutomu kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. He took her to an empty parking lot and forced her to get undressed in the back seat. Oh, my God. Then he took pictures of her before uh. strangling her. Aww. After he had strangled her, he tied her hands and feet behind her back and wrapped her in a bed sheet and put her body in his trunk. Why? So he, like, hogtied her? I think so, yeah. Oh, God. He got rid of her clothes in a wooded area and then left her body in the adjoining parking lot. Like out in the open? I don't know. Maybe like the edge of a parking lot or something. Oh, God. I'm not entirely sure. Weird. Because there's a lot of empty parking lots in this fucking story, <laughs> too, where I'm like, what are you at, like a parking ride? Like, what is happening? <laughs> How is no one seeing this? <laughs> exactly. It's weird. And obviously, I've never been to Tokyo, but it sounds like there's a lot of rural areas, and that's just not at all what I pictured. A bunch of parking lots? <laughs> yeah, like parking lots, rural areas, wooded areas, like hills and stuff. I know a lot of places have wooded areas and hills, but in my head, Tokyo is like this big built-up city. Yeah, yeah, me too. Where would you find that? Maybe it's like a translation error where it's not really a parking lot. It's like he parked the car in a clear space or like a scenic spot, you know? Maybe. 
I don't know. But though. okay, it's parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said parking lot. So then he cut letters out of a magazine and he oh, sent good. her parents a postcard that said, Erica, cold, cough, throat, rest, death. Weird. He's super fucking poetic. So deep. Yeah, so deep. Even like with the whole like blotches like the flag. Like, come on, man. Yeah, like we don't need fucking Japanese symbolism or Get whatever you got. Yeah. Yeah. So he called her parents as well to torment them. And then on June 6, 1989, Sutomi was able to convince a five-year-old girl named Ayako Nomoto Uh to allow him to take pictures of her. He lured her to his car and he strangled her. He covered her body in a bedsheet and he put her in the trunk of his car. But this time, he brought her body back to his apartment. Oh, no. He's, like, getting braver. Yeah, it's fucking escalating. Oh, God. Why did you do this one? Why didn't you read this and be like, "Mm, we don't need this in our head? Because... Because. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I still don't want it in my head, but it's one, It's like a fucked up one. you like, I read it, so everyone has to suffer now. <laughs> and that. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, back at his apartment. Back at his apartment. For the next two days, he sexually assaulted her body. Oh, my God. Taking pictures the whole time in various positions and even filming it. Oh, my God. When her body started to decompose... He dismembered her. He dumped her torso in a cemetery, and he hid her head in the nearby hills. Ew, what the fuck? I feel like this is where video would do so much more justice than audio. I'm pretty sure I have, like, fucking wrinkle lines, permanent yeah. wrinkle lines yeah. from the expressions I am making. Yeah, there's not a lot of a commentary coming from you, but it's all in your face. Oh, God. <laughs> and, like, closing my eyes and clenching my fists. Yeah, and plugging your ears. Oh, gross. So this is why I did this okay okay is in this next bullet okay he kept her hands and he ate part of them and drank some of the blood from them Ew! after how long Uh, that matters but that's a weird question to ask (laughs) right after that was it fresh (laughs) i mean but like how long had he had the hands (laughs) they were she was starting to decompose oh my god that's so gross how did he drink the blood i don't know i didn't know that there would still be blood but like, oh, in God. the hands. Yeah, I least. don't know. Maybe he could write us a fucking poem to let us know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the part, like, that was the line where it was like, he fucking ate Did and he... drank blood from children. And I was like, I'll do this, Gage. Yeah, yeah, we all need to hear about this. Did he cook it? Did he just gnaw it? I don't know. That's so it's funny weird. that you say gnaw because that's the word that they used in the article. They're like, he, or no, they said munched. He munched on little Ew. girl's hands. And I was like. That doesn't sound like he cooked it. No, yeah, that's like raw. But then you think about, okay, so this whole time I'm picturing hands, right? And I'm thinking of an adult hand. But think about a four-year-old or five-year-old's hand. My kid's got fat hands. But they're still tiny. Oh, yeah, they're tiny. But I I was just thinking of like, I thought you were talking about like the meat on them. Oh, (laughs) no, I wasn't going that deep. I was just like, he's got like a tiny hand in his hand and he's munching on it. Yeah, that's fucking weird. That's super weird. Oh, God. That's awful. That's gross. What a sicko. How the fuck do you come up with this idea? I don't know. Like, you know what? I'm going to cut her hand off and chew on it. The fact that it escalated this far, like... Just because he wanted to have sex and couldn't see because it was pixelated? He wanted to watch porn and it was all pixelated? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go back to that part, yeah. (laughs) Like, if that's the turning point in his life. (laughs) Well... Sutomu got nervous that the police would find her body at the cemetery, and so he went back two weeks later and brought her remains back to his apartment and hid them in the closet. 
Oh, good, because I would hate for them to find them in the cemetery and would prefer them to find them in my closet. I think he's under the impression that they won't find them. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty uh, confident. But I'm just on, like, the smell. I Well, yeah, for sure. Like, these are decomposing bodies. And in an apartment again. Yeah. We've talked about this before. It did say two-room bungalow. Ooh, two rooms. Yeah, maybe he's not staying in the same room as that closet. Literally today we were at Lee's mom's house and there was a dead animal in the backyard and I'm pretty sure you could smell it everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, if you leave chicken in the fucking trash, (laughs) you can smell it in your bedroom. Yeah. Like, that shit's gross. It's not like one room of your bungalow is going to stop that smell from permeating everything you own. Yeah, especially like a full-ass torso. Yeah. Like, body, basically. God, that's so weird. Yeah. So, on July 23rd, 1989, Sutomu saw two little girls playing in a park. They were sisters, and he managed to convince the younger one to go with him to his car. Oh, no. But the older sister stayed back and then ran home to get her dad. Good. Go, older sister. Her dad came out to the park real fucking quick. Yeah. And found Sutomu in his car with his daughter. His daughter was in the back seat nude, and (gasps) Sutomu was taking pictures of her. And then he killed Sutomu. The dad obviously went fucking ape shit. Good. And he attacked Sutomu, but he couldn't restrain him. And Sutomu took off. (gasps) No. But he had his car, right? Yes. Okay. So eventually, Sutomu goes back to get his car. (laughs) And police are fucking there. Well, he must have like a big fucking ego. I mean, he's keeping bodies in his apartment. He's so fucking confident that he's not going to get caught. Absolutely. Yeah. He is clearly in a different fucking world in his head, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in a different world, all right. Yeah. One where you can munch on toddler hands. Yeah. Where that's a fucking normal thought in your head? Yeah. No. You know what I'm going to do with these hands? See what they taste like. Ugh. I imagine it's like frog legs. Oh, come on. (laughs) More like bony and little. Gross. Yeah. So he goes back to his car. Police are waiting for him. Obviously. Obviously. Good. They arrest him. Glad he's an idiot. Yeah. The police went to his apartment and they found 5,763 videotapes. (gasps) Whoa. Mostly horror slasher films. Yeah. Some anime and among all of these, the videotapes he had taken of his victims. Oh, he got some evidence. Oh, they have fucking... A boatload of evidence. (laughs) A ton of evidence. There is no question that this guy was the fucking guy. Yeah. After he was arrested, the police found Mary's hands and feet still in his closet. Oh, gross. Along with most of the body of Ayako. Uh-huh. So apparently, during his whole trial, he seemed indifferent to being caught in the situation that he was in. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Like, he wasn't like, that wasn't me. He was just like, meh. He was just like, whatevs. Like, Solve the fucking riddle. Yeah. Figure it out, man. The media took the fact that he had a bunch of anime and slasher films in his collection as a sign that that's what caused him to kill. Oh, that's dumb. So the media called him the otaku murderer, Mm -hmm. which caused a panic among the people that if their kids watched anime and manga films, that they would then turn into murderers. It's kind of like the video game thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, otaku means a young person who's obsessed with computers or particular aspects of pop culture to the detriment of their social skills. Oh, so like anybody who plays WoW. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) All of our friends. uh. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So basically they're saying that he was so into anime and manga that he couldn't tell it apart from reality. Oh, wow. Which is 
a little absurd. Sounds like utter bullshit. Yeah. And just a fucking excuse. Yeah. And something that... To blame it on something else. Yeah, something that a different generation makes up to, like... It wasn't my parenting, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. (laughs) Well, funny you mention his parents. Uh Uh-huh. I think I mentioned it later, but his fucking... His whole family just totally disowned him. Yeah, well, I'm sure they were already disowning him before, and then, like, this yeah. will definitely cut all ties. <laughs> hey, I, we weren't cool with you just doing, like, photography. Last fucking straw, man. <laughs> and now that we know what kind of photography, we're really out on you. <laughs> True. I guess that I was like, whoa, but also I probably would have also been like, nah. Yeah, I'm killing little girls isn't cool, man can't back that yeah so they also claimed that this all stemmed from his parents and sisters neglecting him from the beginning yeah yeah and his trial began on march 30th 1990 okay i'm still going back to like that one random sudden drop in grades like something happened right yeah but i mean he got made fun of before and stuff could he ever bend his wrists no i don't know if he could later like if he got surgery or something yeah yeah but like throughout his childhood he couldn't at least i wonder if that's why he like cut off the hands like his obsession with the hand oh that makes sense i don't know though i don't either and then he's like i'm gonna fucking eat it he's like maybe if i eat the joint bones that it'll it'll grow mine on a full moon or like stem cells yeah because they're children maybe is that how those work well now i'm thinking about somebody strangling someone who can't bend their wrists just a very stiff strangling (laughs) that's actually probably fucking prime time strangling tools Probably, yeah, because then you don't have to worry about your wrist getting tired, (laughs) which is a main worry when I'm strangling people. I don't know what you're worried about (laughs) when you're strangling, but my wrists are weak. (laughs) Your wrist fatigue is yours. (laughs) God damn it. It's so insensitive. I'm sorry. Yeah, it really is, but we are that. That's true. Just that. So this part is also quite interesting. Okay. His defense was that he had an alter ego called Ratman. Ratman! <laughs> this reminds me of Charlie Day. <laughs> From Always Sunny? God yeah. damn it. Love yeah. It. Like, that's my fucking rat killing stick. <laughs> <laughs> but Ratman apparently forced him to kill, and he would spend his time during the trial drawing Ratman in an anime style. Of course. What would what you be doing during your murder trial? <laughs> I don't know, man. Could he get attention? Do you think he could draw well without his fucking limpy ass wrists? Like with his stiff wrists? With his stiff wrists? I, I mean, maybe. Probably. He probably got used to it. People draw with their feet. Yeah. Oh, good point. He's like drawing very straight lines. Yeah. Or it's anime, so it's like cartoony. Yeah. You can make I'll bet it he's what really you want. good at it. I don't know. Maybe you'll find pictures. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll find a picture of Ratman. Maybe. So Sutomu's dad refused to pay for his legal defense. Good. And he committed suicide four years later. His dad? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That's a different kind of turn of events. Yeah, his dad was like, fuck this, we've been disgraced. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. Sutomu's trial lasted for seven years. Whoa. I don't Why? I mean, it's pretty fucking cut and dry, man. <laughs> I would think so, too. I don't know. Okay, so... Well, I do a little bit now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm figuring this out, too. <laughs> okay, wait. I did the research. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. So it was focused mainly on his mental state at the time of the murders. Oh. And they had three teams of experts come to evaluate him, and they all had differing opinions. As he's drawing pictures of Ratman? Yeah. <laughs> One thought that he was schizophrenic, 
Okay. And another thought that he had multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And the third team thought that he had a personality disorder, but that he was still capable of taking responsibility for his crimes. I like that third team. Well, the judge did too. Okay, good. And so they determined that he was sane to stand trial, and he was sentenced to death on April 14th, 1997. Oh, wow. And on June 17th, 2008, he was hanged. Oh, they still do the hanging? Apparent fucking late. Whoa. Yeah, that is the story of Sutomu, the fucking otaku killer, the little girl murderer, the rat man. Oh my god. The rat man. Yeah. (laughs) Just the rat man. Just the rat man. Well, that was fucking terrible. That was really gross. I don't know how I feel about it. It was a really interesting story. Very interesting story. I could see why you would read that and then want to tell us all about it. But also, I fucking hate you. Also, I would too. You're welcome. (laughs) But I would say I didn't do too much detail on the kids. Yeah. But there was. It was bad. I'm sorry. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, I forgive you this once because you're my bestie. Thanks. And that's what we do. Yeah. I just feel bad for the parents in those situations. Oh, God. Yeah. And that he was like torturing them by calling and being like, let me just breathe loudly into this microphone. Yeah, like, even if the rat man made you kill them, did the rat man then, like, tell you to torture the fucking family? Yeah, what about that? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. And then, like, did the parents know that that was the person who killed their kid? I mean, I'm sure they hit a link because they're like, well, well, these phone calls just randomly started and they're creepy. I think it's it was, like, suspected, at least. Or yeah. it's, you know, people trying to insert themselves in an investigation. You've heard of people calling, like, victims' houses like that. Yeah. You've done a case like that before. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know you've heard of it. <laughs> I told you. But I, I think that they suspected, at least, if nothing else, that it was their fucking kid's murderer, which is awful. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is that, like, he was sending all of this evidence, basically, to them, you know? Like, letters and shit. Yeah. And fucking teeth and remains and Yeah. So had, postcards. had that little girl not ran back and got her dad he'd still be going and they wouldn't have known who it was like it's not like they were hot on his trail or anything no it didn't sound like they were hot on his trail and she saved her little sister's life yeah oh my god what a fucking crazy ass story smart little girl yeah and brave and smart for being like um no yeah i don't want to go yeah wow crazy crazy okay well guys i will put pictures on our website, isgdpodcast.com. Yeah, you're welcome for what you find there. I will filter out the gross ones. <laughs> Good. Because that's what I'm here to do. Yeah. Also, you can find our merchandise and our links to our Patreon on the website and all of our fucking past episodes if you're interested. Yeah. And you can email us case suggestions or opinions or just to say, what's up, baby? How's it going? At isgdpodcast at gmail.com. I finally caught up on all the emails, so. I have to catch up on the P.O. box. That's why you're on maternity leave, so you will have time to do all of that. I will. (laughs) So if you want to send a letter that I will read on my sweet, sweet maternity leave, (laughs) send it to P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. We love getting those. Yeah, we do. That old snail mail. And... We are on social media at ISGD Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yep. And we have a Facebook pod group called the Goddamn Pod Group. Yeah, come so. talk to us. It's really fun. Yeah, come join us. There are literally no prerequisites to get in. <laughs> nope. You will answer no questions, and we will fucking race to see who can accept you first. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, do That's that. That's always important. We like those. Yeah. Closing arguments? Well, I officially request that we don't do fucking baby murders for a while. For a while. At least one episode. Did I do baby murder last time? No, but I think this one was enough for... Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, lovelies. Thanks for everything. You're fucking awesome. Yeah, you are. In case you're wondering. You probably look great today, too. Oh, my God. You look so good. Has anybody told you that that sweater looks amazing on you? Yeah. I assume most of you are wearing sweaters. It's getting cold. It's November. (laughs) The color of your eyes just bring out your shoe color and your soul. (laughs) Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs)